0: Welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on this marvelous Monday. Let's get this Monday really rolling. That's exactly right. And let's go into our first do not fear after my husband says, this is Harold Herring, and I'm his fine wife. Well, she said. There you go. So I just, I get excited and I want to go. January 23rd, <laughs> Joshua 1, 1.9, one of the <clears throat> scriptures that we often quote, says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So you got to know that not just today, but every day. Every day. Every day. Hallelujah. And today, we're going to talk about seven scriptural reasons why everyone should, should be a be millionaire. A millionaire.
0: I'm telling Probably you. 15, 18 years ago, so I don't know exactly. I did a teaching, well, let me back up. About 15, 18 years ago, there was a TV program entitled, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That's right. And it became an international television phenomenon. The question had an easy answer. Everybody wanted to be a millionaire. However, the real and significant question is, who wants you You. to be a millionaire? The answer, again, is easy. God does. Mm. As we were meditating on this, God gave us 10 scriptural reasons why everybody should be a millionaire. Now, don't think about your circumstances. Focus on what the Word of God is saying
1: to you. About you. About you. As a Christian and a child of the most high God. Come on. Number one, it's in your financial DNA. You are a child of the most high God. You are a child of a king. You are the offspring of the master of the universe. You are a child of the creator of heaven and earth and all that is contained in it. And as if that weren't enough, you are made in his image and after his likeness. In Genesis 1.26, we're going to build a foundation and add to it as to, I'm telling you, why you could be a millionaire. Genesis 1.26 says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You don't need to be a CSI or NCIS agent to know that there is royal blood flowing through your veins. You come from good stock, incredible financial genealogy. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob—all multimillionaires of their time. We are called to be multimillionaires of our time. Galatians 3:29, 3:29 says, "And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise."
0: I got a Holy Ghost glory,
1: Bob. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Number two, your spiritual father owns everything. Haggai chapter two, verses seven through nine. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. See, our Heavenly Father owns everything. Hallelujah. Psalm 50, verses 10 through 12. 50, 10 through 12. For every beast of the forest is mine, cattle upon a thousand hills, and all the sweet potatoes
1: underneath. We might have added that in.
0: That's my translation. (laughs) I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field were mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee for the world is mine in the fullness
1: thereof. Let me tell you a story, and I want to interject this, but it's important. Go. Um, Southeastern uh, Theological Seminary, it might have been South, what's the one in Dallas? Southwestern, Southwestern. Southwestern Theological Seminary ran into some real problems many, many, many years ago. And they brought the, you know, people together, The, I guess the board of it, together and they prayed. And one of the prayers that the man prayed in agreement with all of these others, was he goes, you know, Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, and all, you know what I mean? And he goes, you can bring money into this. It was not long afterwards that a man called and donated an incredible amount of money to get them totally out of debt. And guess what he did? He said, I felt led of the Lord to sell my cattle and give this. To the Southwestern theological seminary. That. Yeah. And, I, and I'm telling you, God, you know, we don't believe big enough. We do not believe big enough. We cannot be caught in that comfort zone. I just had to add that in, babe. Sorry, but that is so true.
0: It it really is. It really there's is.
1: really no wealth of any kind anywhere that doesn't belong to him. That's right. And he is rich your heavenly father is rich beyond the scripture.
0: You know, our natural children are rich, honey, because they lived in our house, and they heirs to our wealth, such as it is. This is also true of our heavenly Father. That which is His is
1: ours, ours. if we're play, if we're praying those kind of bold prayers. Three, you have the power, you have the ability to get wealth. Deuteronomy eight eighteen. I remember hearing this for the first time. Went through my spirit, went through the stratosphere. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. He's given it to you, that he may establish his covenant, which He swear unto his fathers as it is this day. First, the verse is saying that we should always remember the Lord our God. You put God first, we know you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this call. No matter how successful we become though, we don't need to forget who our source is, the one who enables and empowers us To be successful and prosperous, we are to remember the Lord. Second, the verse says that it is God who gives us the power to get wealth. He has given it to us. It's not something that we created or born of our own abilities. It is the Lord, our God, who gives us the power to get wealth. Yes, he does. And it's also important to realize that God would never give us power unless he wanted us to use it. Same. So third and finally, God gives you the power, the ability to get wealth. Look, Deuteronomy 8, eight eighteen, New Century, excuse me, New International Version says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your fathers. He promised it and he will not take it back.
0: Amen. Number four, you are to leave an inheritance for your children's children. Think of that. Proverbs thirteen twenty two thirteen twenty two, a good man leaveth inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, according to Strong's Concordance, the word good is the Hebrew word h twenty eight ninety six h twenty eight ninety six, and it means good, pleasant, rich, agreeable, prosperous, understanding, excellent. I think it's also fair to say. That a good man is defined in the Scripture is also a rich and prosperous man. The New Living Translation of that same Scripture, Proverbs 1322, says, Good people live an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly.
1: And that leads us to number five. You are to benefit from the wealth of the world. The New Living Translation of Proverbs 1322 excuse me, says, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. We just had that. The word of God abounds with scriptural references to the fact that the wicked, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. So let me add a little bit more fuel to that fire. Ecclesiastes 6, 1 and 2. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desireth. Yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. Think of this, the wicked are busy day and night, nonstop, gathering up and heaping up their wealth, so that they can hand it off to total strangers. That would be (laughs) us. God intends for the righteous to rack up.
0: Amen. Number six, you are to reign with him and rule the nations, 2 Timothy 2.12, 2 Timothy 2.12. And if the children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We've said that now three times from Scripture during this call. To fully understand the impact of that statement, we have to go back and reread reason number one and reason number two. See, we have God's DNA.
1: When we're born again,
0: we're His children, and we will receive His inheritance. Consider the Message Bible version of 2 Timothy 2 15 and 16. 2 Timothy 2 15 and 16. The resurrection life you received from God is not timid, grave tending. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with childlike. What's next, Papa? (laughs) I love that. God's Spirit touches our spirits, and confirms what we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we're going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. Mm. When your Papa owns the cattle on a thousand hills, Plus all the silver and gold underneath, then you've got a great inheritance coming. But there are requirements for that inheritance. First, you must show yourself faithful. But your blessing is about to get better. Psalm 2 8, Psalm 2 8. Ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth as your possession. Now, you, you gotta smile when you read. Psalm 2, 7 and 8. Psalm 2, 7 and 8 in the Message Bible. It says, let me tell you what God said next. He said, you're my son, and today's your birthday. What do you want? Name it. Nations as a present, continents as a prize. As a faithful servant, you and I will rule and reign over the wealth of the
1: nations. That's a lot to take in. And number seven, you are to be a millionaire because it makes your father proud and happy. Yes. Think of that. Psalm 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27 says, Yea, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. According to Strong's Concordance, magnified is the Hebrew word That means promote, make powerful, praise, magnify, do great things. The New Living Translation says, Let them continually say, Great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servant with peace. Amen. Let the Lord promote, make you powerful, magnify, and do great things through you. Yes. The Hebrew word pleasure, according to Strong's Concordance, says desiring, delighting in, having pleasure in. Who delights you? What makes you happy? What gives you pleasure? What about our Heavenly Father, the creator of the universe, the one who sent his only begotten son to die for us, that we might have this life and have it more abundantly? That's what makes God happy. What gives him pleasure is that we are taking advantage of all the things that Jesus did when he died on the cross for us.
0: One Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Well, it's our prosperity to
0: have. It is. It is. That was worth you saying. Because we need to understand this. We really do. One final thought. There are numerous other scriptures which we can share with you. But the bottom line is this. God wants you to be a millionaire. He wants you to be successful. But you must be obedient to receive your inheritance. He must always be first in your life. You must never put anything or anybody else ahead of him.
1: If you stay in the Word daily, you keep listening to Rich. As we for continually
0: breakfast. say, yes, don't chase money, chase God.
1: Yep, and then money will chase you.
0: You got, Hallelujah.
1: Ooh, if you've been blessed by the teaching. Go to
0: HaroldHerring.com, click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed He'd have you sow. Do what He says. That's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails.
1: And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God.
0: We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.